Blog Talk Radio. That's right. This is Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there today? Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend and your Monday is going quite well. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I'm feeling pretty good myself. All right. So today is Mad Mad Monday. So what's going on that has them pissed you off? Huh? What? What? What is it? What has happened that just uh, made you so mad you just want to rip your hair out? Or maybe you want to rip somebody's throat out. Huh? Well, while you think about that, you know, uh, you can always call me, let me know. 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. And let's see, and our chat room is open, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate on the show. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. All right. So shout outs real quick. The boo one in the chat room. We got guest 1386 and we got Shadow Warrior coming out the shadows to pay a big visit to us today. Thank you all for dropping by. Glad to see you made it. All right. So once again, what, 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 what's going on, y'all? What, what has made you mad, huh? What are you pissed off about? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't know what you pissed off about. I'm pissed off about. I don't know. There's so many things to be mad about. You know, it is. It's a whole lot of stuff to be mad about right now. But I guess the question is, even if you, even if you're mad about it, is there anything you can do about it? Some people say, yeah, don't do no good to just say it. Well, maybe not, but at least it feels good getting it off your chest, right? <laughs> That's what I always say anyway. That's what I always say. So, you know, I was driving this morning, and um Usually when I drive, I listen to Lush Limbaugh because that's how I get my laughs on during the day. And once again, once again, old Lushy, 
he did not fail to help me out there. He really didn't. You know, it's amazing how these talk show heads, oh, man, they claim victory like they had really had something to do with it. And they talk and they talk and they talk, and they really say nothing. You know, the Republican Party this, the Republican Party this, the Democrat Party is this, so forth and so on. But you have listeners to call into our shows, and, you know, on the same wavelength they are. You know, I I feel like if you have a talk show, you you should be able to have a, a, a multitude of different thoughts. Um, you know, presented on your show. You know, not just one, I'm a Republican conservative and I hate the Democrats, or I'm a Democrat and I hate conservatives, liberals, or what. What is up with all this name stuff anyway? I'm a liberal. I'm a dang on Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a snot shooter. What, what is that? Why do we as people have to have a, a title or be a part of something? When, 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 you know, why, why? I think that's that's half the battle right there. All these titles people want to walk around with. Well, I'm a conservative. I'm a Republican conservative. Well, I'm a Democrat liberal. I'm a progressive. Nine times out of ten, if you ask them what does, does that mean, they will not be able to give you any type of answer for that. Because they really don't know. Only thing they know is they agree with one person one time, so that made them whatever they want to be. That's not the way it works. And, uh, you know, I've been a proponent. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think as a country, we should eliminate this party crap anyway. I really do. Because, you know, it's just not worth anything. (laughs) <laughs> you know what you write, warrior. People love to be divided and seg- segmented into groups. Yeah, compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I-, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, you know, but uh, when are we gonna learn uh, that? That is a part of the issue right there. We allow ourselves, as um, Shadow Warrior in, in the um, chat room say, be compartmentalized. Yeah. We need to get away from that. I, I really think so. And if we did, we'd be all right. <laughs> we would be all right. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, this protest that's going on around the nation now, you know, and it was funny because Lush Limbaugh said, well, what happens if, the, the the protest that's going on, anti-Trump protest that's going on, going to last all four years. Then his next response was, hell, I don't care. Let them burn down their own cities. <laughs> you see what I mean? <sighs> you see what I mean? And it's just crazy. Um why are you out there protesting? You know, you 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 know what the system is. It's not going to change. It's not. Um, yeah, Shadow Warriors say then you get mad when the, you are pigeonholed. It's the perfect storm. <laughs> that is true. That is so true. But 
you know, you have all these people out here protesting. They walking around with different flags, and I think mainstream media has done a terrific job in creating chaos, and that's no other word to put it. It's chaos. You know, it's chaos. Of course, we know we have those individuals that like put put putting money into such things of um, protest. They have the, the professional protesters. And yes, there are professional protesters out there for those that don't believe it there. They're there to get paid, and they're there to go and, and turn peaceful protests into riots or what have you. Now, of course, we know, we know, if it's a sporting event, it's just a protest, a, a celebration that got a little out of hand. But if it's something going on in the inner city, it's a protest or a riot. And, of course, the difference is at one spot, they just let you tear up your own stuff. Another spot, they just stand and watch and <laughs> do nothing. I mean, that's the way the world is. That's the way we're doing. Then you have countries overseas that's watching this, and um, I'm, I'm sure there's some nervousness there as well because, no one really knows what Trump is going to do. Yeah. See, and I'm going to call him Trump, and here's why. Because, you know, and I'm not, you know, I've had my issues with President Obama. I have, but I have always called him President Obama. But for some reason, during his presidency, he hasn't been called president all the time. So until, you know. I feel better about it. I would just call Trump Trump. <laughs> um, his cabinet, he's he's beginning to name, call out names that who's going to be part of his administration. And if you look at some of these names, man, it's going to be scary. It, it, it really is. Um, you know, he has this one guy. I think we talked a little bit about this Friday. Um What's his name? Bang Bannon? Is that man named? That's what it is, Bannon. I think so. Uh, no, that's not it. Steve Munch, Munchen, yeah, finance chairman of that was formerly of Goldman Sachs, um, and uh, Treasury. <laughs> now let's be honest. Do we really want a banker in charge of the Treasury? Especially when like Goldman Sachs that have been caught up in many, many um misdoing dealings. <laughs> this is not getting off good, people. This is not getting off good. But I mean, what can we do? We have to sit and wait, right? We have to sit and wait. And see how is this gonna work out. But um it's not doing it looking too good. Um then you got Rudy Giuliani. Wow. You know, Rudy Jobs, he he was good for that stop and frisk thing in New York. So that's another bad sign in itself. <laughs> oh, Lord. Then we got old Newt. You know, Newt been around a long time. That may be not a, such a bad idea. I, I'm going to say that. That may not be a bad idea to get Newt in there. You know, Newt does, does know how to do some things, so. You know, then got Ben Carson. I don't know. If I was Ben, I would stay away from that. You know, I, I really would. Then you got um, 
Reese Previous. Previous. We talked about him. He was the head of the RNC. So, you know, we had this discussion on the show about Trump and his cabinet, and you know, some people said that he would surround himself with um, experienced people who has experience um, in government and in um, finance or what have you. So, we're going to see what happens with that. You know, but he was on 60 Minutes last night, and you know, when asked about the wall, he had to admit that there may not possibly be all walls. Some of it actually may be a fence, <laughs> but he keeps insisting it's going to happen um, and that um, Mexico is going to pay for it. Now, I want to see how that's going to work. Mexico has come out and said it's not happening. And how is he going to deal with that knucklehead in the Philippines that has really, really had it with the United States? How is he going to deal with him? That'll be interesting because if you if you remember that that little president over there, he's been calling President Obama names. He's been calling other folk names. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how that work out. <laughs> They're gonna be tweeting back and forth, calling each other their names. Now that should be funny. <laughs> that should be really really funny. But anyway, um. So I, I guess I really don't. Have, I'm not really mad about anything. I, I'm not, you know. I, I've come to the conclusion that it's not going to do any good. The electoral college need to go away. It really does. The electoral college needs to just ride out. Um, or they need to fix it. Now, you know, they say it was put in place to give the the smaller counties and, and things, cities, you know, a voice. But it's not being used correctly. It's really not. I don't think it is anyway. So with that being said, you know, no, we need to fix that. You know, just eliminate it. And stop making people, you know, and and that's the other thing that we have that I think is a problem with with this this election um, thing that we use, model that we use. If people want to vote outside of their um so-called party, they should be allowed to. They should be allowed to. Um, now, before any of y'all get to talking crazy, no, I'm not a Republican. No, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Libertarian. I'm not a whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay? I'm me. <laughs> That's all it is. And I vote for whoever I want to vote for when I decide to vote. And usually, and the only time I vote is during the local election. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I ain't scared to tell you. That's when I vote. Okay, this national stuff, I don't get involved with it because, as you can see, it's it's you know one thing Donald Trump said that was right, and I'm I want to see if he gonna back up off of it a little bit, but it's rigged. It's a rigged system. It it really is, and um, you have to be able to navigate your way through it, and that's basically what Donald Trump did. He navigated his way through it. <laughs> of course, his, his handlers had to help him a little bit because uh, you know you you just can't go around tweeting everything about everybody, you know. But we are gonna do it, okay? But anyway, and I know a lot of y'all saw um, 
saw him on 60 Minutes last night. And you, you remember the, the 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 cry that the the the, uh, the um, crowd used to have at his his um when he was up there speaking, lock her up, lock her up. Now he's kind of backtracking off of that. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He said, "I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to hurt them. They're, they're, they're good people. I don't want to hurt them." Now, you know. Then, but above, he said, "She did some bad things. I mean, she did some bad things." Um, and he was gonna bring a he. He had said while he was running that he was gonna bring a special prosecutor in. Um, but now he's kind of backtracking off of that. Why do you think he backtrack off of that? Because he knows later on down the line, he's going to need the Clintons for something. See, you have to remember, before all this kicked in, they were all friends. And there's no there's no indications that they're not still friends. <laughs> so now that all the election is over, he took what was hers was supposed to be hers. After she get over it, yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back, and he's gonna call on her. I guarantee it. He's gonna call on her. You, you got to think. You don't be in. You're not in politics for twenty something years without some very good contacts and knowing how to sidestep some things, as she has shown. So, with that being said, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll prosecute her either. I really don't. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, Trump, you know, it's it's an interesting thing because you have this guy going in and his motto is, let's marry. Now, I've heard for this year now, to this point in time, I still have not heard how, America is going to be great again, or what does make America great again mean? What does that mean? That should be a question that we should be asking all the time. I, I mean, you know, that's such a vague description, you know, especially given the history of this country. How are you going to make America great again? During what period of time was America great? Are you talking about the time where you went and took um, land from from Mexico? Are you talking about the time where you had a whole lot of slaves and treated minorities like the bottom of your foot? Is that what that means? Are you talking about um, when you burned down Black Wall Street in Oklahoma, North Carolina? Was America great then? Or you turned the dogs and water holes on black people? Was America great then? Or, <laughs> I can go on and go on. So, when was America great? When you supposedly found this country and brought all those diseases over here that dang on near killed all the Native Americans, that that was great for you? It wasn't great for them. Not great for me. So, what do they mean by make America great again? Oh, let me let us not forget. We can go over in the different countries and take anything we want from them, saying we are liberating them. We are uh, helping the people 
go and destroy their country, their infrastructure and everything and just leave and bring our companies over there to make money off of them. That's what we doing to make America great again. Is that what that's is that what that means? So I, I'm just throwing it out there, man, because you you keep hearing it. You see the little red hats, and they keep saying it, but nobody has come up with a, a definitive um, definition of what does that mean? <laughs> because the black folk. You know, America really has never been that great to black people or Native Americans or the Chinese or the Japanese. And in some aspects, when you look at it today, it's still not the greatest thing to these people, to those individuals, ethnicities. So what is going to make America great? Let alone talk about again. Uh, what is what is it? Uh, we owe a whole lot of money to a whole lot of people. We do. You really can't be great if you owe money, you know. Especially with countries like China, Russia. We trying to get our foot over in Venezuela to get on some of that oil they have over there. I mean, what makes us great? Because we supposedly have the smartest and strongest military in the world. Is that what makes us great? That we can deploy any unit within 96 hours and be on ground and ready to rock and roll by then? Is that what makes us great? Is it? that we have a system where we can uh, elect anybody we want to, anybody can run? Is that what makes us great? You see where I'm going here? Nobody can tell you what is making us so great. (laughs) But I guess within the next four years, we will we will find out. You know what I mean? You know? So, um what 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 are we gonna go through, y'all? What what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Gonna make America great again. All right. All right. America would never be great again to everyone. Everyone. Oh, Shadow Warrior in the chat room says, Make America Great Again is code for restoring the confidence of white America that feels marginalized. That's all. Well, you know what, Shadow Warrior? Why don't they just come out and say that? <laughs> huh? Why don't they just come out and say that? Oh, I forgot. Oh, they can't say that because... You know, it, it's it's um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's a bad thing. Oh, we have some more riots going on now. Of course, there's people who's been saying that for the longest. Yeah, people have been saying that for the longest, but hey, it is what it is. But I said I have a caller with their hand up. Um, 
So let me go on and bring them in. And uh, three, the number is 347-838-8622. And um, we can do it, y'all. All right? All right. Let's see. Area code 254. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hi. How are you? This is Shan. Well, hello, Shan. How are you today? I am well, and you lift it up. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so what's on your mind? What you mad about today? I'm not mad about anything. I just wanted to touch bases on you saying what makes Bank of America great and what does that really mean. I think that we would never know what that really means in the eyes of President Trump or, you know, his um, supporters that, you know, worked on his campaign. I'm pretty sure when they came up with the slogan, they had something in in mind. I myself, though, um, I disagree with you on the fact when you said when uh, President Obama was in office, there were a lot of people that did not respect him that put president in front of his name. However, he was our president. And I, for one, I always referenced him as that. Because respect is given where, you know, honor is given where honor is due. With President Trump, I mean, I will be the first to say, no, I didn't vote for him. However, he is the president of the United States. Keyword, United States. We've always been a country that is supposed to be united. No, we have not always been united. But being a veteran as yourself, I know you want that for our country. That's why you fought, so that our country could be united. And I feel that if we continue to, you know, not give him the respect of being our president, then we will continue to have all the problems that, as you listed, we have had in the past, because no one can let go of the past and start moving toward the future. As long as we keep holding on to the future, we, I mean, the past, we will keep having those issues. He's the president of the United States. We have to honor that. There's nothing we could do to change it. No riots, no anything else. So, I mean, I disagree with you on that aspect. Well, thank you, Shannon, for disagreeing with me. But I'm going to stand on, on, my, on my, my stool, and I'm just going to continue to say it. Until <laughs> I feel better, I'm going to call him Trump. And that's the way his mama, I don't know if his mama named him Trump, but his daddy named him Trump, I'm going to call him Trump. That's it. <laughs> I put the president in there one day, but it won't be anytime soon, that's for sure. Um, you know, United States, I'm glad you said that, the United States of America. You know, it, it sounds good on paper, doesn't it? It really does. But let's really look at it. When was the last time this country was really, really, really united? Beyond, wait a minute, hold on, beyond the farce that was 9-11, okay, that they had to create something to do that with. But um, besides that, when was the last time this country really, really, really was united? I can't tell you that this country was ever united Okay, Um, as a whole as mm-hmm. a whole, but I can say that in order for us to make it a united state, we have to stop holding on to the past. There's nothing we can do to change it. We were not in that genre. We were not around when those things were going on. We could try to go for what we are now and move forward to try to make United States better. Okay. All right. I understand that. 
But see, here's here's the catch to that. I understand you, we can't live in the past. I understand that. And it's good to know what the past was. But as you take a, a stroll down memory lane, then you hit a right or left and come back to the present. There's a whole there's a whole whole bunch of similarities there. You know what I mean? You, you mm-hmm. see a whole lot <laughs> that happened back then that is beginning to happen again now or has been going on just subvertly. So when when we say, you know, uh it's it's hard to not take a look at the similarity. It's like a cycle, like the cycle is re- beginning to really repeat itself. And the further we go in, especially with this election now, seems as though um, the more um, prevalent it's becoming. So how do vote. we vote? I, I was about Hello? to say but, oh? but I stopped. I was about to say oh, but, but I okay. stopped. But which generation is willing to break the cycle. Yes, I do see that it is a cycle, that things keep trying to repeat themselves. But which generation of our black people is willing to break the cycle instead of constantly talk about what has happened, what's going to happen, what it, you know, it looked like this last time. When are, which generation is going to break the cycle? I'm not saying not know what has happened to us as a culture. I'm not saying not, you know, build upon your past because you got to know your past in order to know where you're going. But just because it's a much generation, it's going to break the cycle. We wow. have to decide that as a people. We have to decide mm-hmm. that as a people, we're not going to re- keep repeating the same thing. We're not going to keep saying that, well, when such a, when my grandfather was a slave, or when they rioted this or this and that. That's not now. We have to break the cycle. When we stop, as they say, treating us, when they stop treating, trying to treat us as animals, and we stop acting like them sometimes, and I love my people, we're riding on our own country, on our own city. We're tearing up our own businesses in our own community. And then you wonder why they point finger at us because we don't know how to act against them without hurting ourselves. Which generation is going to break the cycle? Stop it from repeating. I, I, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, all right then. I think she's trying to take me to the cleaners, y'all, to school. But anyway, <laughs> let me come back then. All right. <laughs> all righty then. Now, you know, I, I I say, as far as generations, um, there's a generation. There's the generations out there. I, you know, they got Generation X and uh, blah, 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 blah. and our, the young people are beginning to wake up. They are. They are beginning to wake up and realize, you know, there's more work that need to be done. We have not just because President Obama was elected, we had not reached the promised the, the promised land, the top of the mountain, as they say. So, with that being said, there are young people um, in the next generation that are awake. Um, slowly but surely, it's beginning to happen. However, is it's still there's still work to be done. 
It, it really is. And we, as um, the older generation, we have to help educate these youngsters to let them know exactly what has happened and what you can do to change it. You know, um, as far as rioting, and we we had this conversation on the show before about rioting, you know, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show. A lot of a lot of the rioters, you know, are professionals. They're paid to go in and destroy things. Now, I'm not saying all of them, because some of them, you know, as you say, our people just, you know, some of them just trifling. To, to say, to find a better word, some of them just trifling. You know, they're gonna try and get what they can get when they can get it. But that's not always the case in every situation. Um, so yeah. I think we, as an older generation, well, well, older than this new generation coming up, we have to educate them. We really do, and a lot of times that I think that's what's missing the educational part of it. Because you can't, let's be honest, you, you, the school system is not educating them at all, at all, and they steady trying to change books to to, to reflect one point of view, and that's it, or water it down. So. With that being said, I think, um, like I said before, we need to educate our kids, I mean our children, and not just your children, children in neighborhoods. And I call them over and talk to them. It's not that hard to do. Kids will listen to you most of the time, you know. But until that time, um, we got to keep fighting. And we have to keep, you know, and when we talk about history, and this just crossed my mind, I think. One of the issues that we have is every time we talk about our history, we talk about the negative aspect of our history. I agree. And I think a lot of times, and a lot of times, what we need to do is reverse that thought process and start speaking of the positive things of our our history. You know, to show to show our youngsters that there are or there have been, you know, uh, people of color back in, in, in during slavery that still achieved things. So it's not like it's impossible, but we still can't forget the, the, the slavery and, you know, the Jim Crow laws and things like that. We can't forget that. I mean, you know, we just can't forget that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I agree with you. Oh, y'all, I got an agreement. Oh, shut up. All right. All right, I see you and you in some well, kind of you. making. Uh huh. All right, you. What else you got for me, Shane? Come on, I'm ready That's for it. you now. That's it, Mister Pop. <laughs> That's it. Oh man, I was just getting warmed up. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, you know what? I want to say thank you for calling in, and it's been fun. I'll leave your mic open, just in case you you want to come up with something else you want to mention. All right. All right, thank you. Uh huh. All right. So now that we have that out the way, I tell you what we should do. We should form a coalition. Hey, speaking of that, speaking of you know what, and this is something I thought about over the weekend, and and I didn't get to mention it on the show Friday, but I'm gonna talk about it right now. You know. During the whole election cycle, you heard from the Republicans, you heard from so-called um, the black preachers, you heard from, you know, the the police, the, the uh, 
fraternities that you heard from the Trayvon Martin mother and so forth and so on. But where was the Black Congressional Congress at? Why didn't you hear anything from them? Did you hear anything? And I may be wrong. I may have missed it now. You know, I had a little few things going on, but I may have missed it. Did you hear anything from them? Did you? I don't remember hearing anything from them. Uh, I think, I don't know. Did Jesse say anything? Did Al say anything? Hmm. I don't think I remember. I think everybody just backed away from what was going on. That's interesting. I was I read um uh, well I saw something that said um Louis Farrakhan said the black Muslims support Donald Trump. <laughs> now I didn't get to read the article because it was almost close to showtime, but um I got to read it and find out what that's all about because that that sounded that looked very interesting. It really did. <clears throat> you know, uh, for the nation of Islam to um back Donald Trump. Mm, things to make you go, huh, okay. That that that's an interesting thing. <laughs> yes it is. But anyway. Anyway, you know, I I'm lost, y'all. I tell you, I'm I really am. You know, a lot of people were crying and, you know, fussing, talking about they leaving the country. Well, go ahead, leave. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm not. You know, it's a joke in our little bowling league. You know, they're okay, they're gonna pull the buses up here any time. Well, they can try. They can try. That's all I can say. They can try. <laughs> oh my goodness! But anyway, <clears throat> anyway, let's see what else I got. Go back to what I was talking about. The um, excuse me, the um, interview last night. Donald Trump, because he said a couple of things, and I had to, you know, make sure um, that I had to write it down. See, and, and here's one of the problems with politics, whether you're a politician or not. Once you put yourself in that arena, there's certain things you cannot avoid. Avoid. And number one, one of his was that, remember yesterday I read, no, Friday, where he said he was going to tighten up on the lobbyists and um, those in the type of individuals. But <laughs> oh, his own transition team is what filled with lobbyists, you know, and, and that, that, that's why it's going to be so hard for him to keep some of these promises that he has made. Um, the Affordable Care Act, which is um, the name of the bill that they call Obamacare. Because a lot of people don't know the real name of it. They just know it's called Obamacare. And if you were to walk out on the street right now and say, well, how do you feel about the Affordable Care Act? Most of them will tell you they love it. It's a great thing. But if you say, how do you feel about Obamacare two seconds later? They'll tell you, I hate it. It ain't no good. But they don't realize it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But anyway, um, yeah, so now he, Trump is basically saying he's going to keep he may keep a part of it. Um, the the part that that refers to uh, having a pre-existing condition, and uh, if you live with your parents <laughs> up to a certain age, yeah, he he's thinking about keeping that right there. That's interesting though. Um, so I mean, it's not all bad. But let's see, Trump. 
see, and this is why this is going to make it such a very thing, very interesting um, um, president, presidential term. Um, Trump has his hands in over 500 different companies, over 500 different companies. Now, this man is soon will be the president of the United States, sitting president of the United States. Okay. His children will be running the company for him, as far as I have read. Okay, they they'll be running the company. None of them will be given any post in you know in the government. But here's the interesting part. Now, if you are the president of the United States and you got your hand in all these companies, uh, is there a possi- Isn't there a possibility of a conflict of interest? Now, I know it's far fetched, and everybody like no, because he has to sign a piece of paper to say this and that. Yeah, but still. And uh, hey, I know, I know, it's done in Congress all the time. I know they do it all the time. They vote on bills that they, you know, they have interest in companies, and they find out a way to do it, whatever. Um, but <laughs> you just think, five hundred. Man, I can I can I can make things a little bit better for some of my companies. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. Shadow Warrior and Trump in the shadow in the um, chat room said Trump is going to do what he's told, like all presidents do. He got people to answer to now. <laughs> but wait a minute, how he's got people to answer to when he is not a career politician? He doesn't have anybody answers to. He said he's gonna take a dollar, cause he he gonna take a dollar for his salary, presidential salary. He said he paid for the, the most of his um campaign with his own money. So who do he owe? He's going in. He's going in free, right? You know, he ain't got no dirt on his back. His knees clean. <laughs> well, if you believe that. I got some land over in Saudi Arabia. I, I, I got you covered with. <laughs> oh, man. I, I know, Warrior. I know politics don't work like that. I know they don't. I know. See, and when, when you, you start talking about politics, it, it gets to be a very interesting thing. But, you know, when you get up there, it's one hand watches the other. Now, for all those individuals that came out and supported him, you know, when when the main main established Republicans wouldn't trust me, he he made some promises to them. And when those later on came out and started supporting them, I'm sure there was some backroom talk about, okay, did I do this? Now let's remember. There's a few, there's a couple of things that were put on hold while President Obama was the president a couple of years ago. Remember the Keystone Pipeline that President Obama kept vetoing and said, no, we're not doing it? That, hey, that's going to be one of, watch and see what I tell you, that's going to be one of the number one things they're going to bring out. And it doesn't matter that in North Dakota they have this battle going over the pipeline out there. They're going to try and bring this Keystone Pipeline through, bring that dirty oil to, from Canada through, through the United States. Okay, anyway, um, 
Let's see, what else? What else? What else? I know that was one of the main ones right there. Um, the executive orders. <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing. You get rid of executive orders, then you come up with your own executive orders. Then next president come in, don't like him. He gonna, so I, I don't understand that little playing game. But you know, <laughs> uh, Shadow Warriors say, have you noticed how Trump's whole demeanor has changed? He's toned down his public speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, he has to tone it down right now. He he really does. Um, I, I'm sure he's been being coached and say, look, you just need to calm down. Um, um, you need to calm down. And just let this thing transition through nicely. Once you get back in the office, you can you know do what you want to do then. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, you know, with Trump, I think Trump is just. It's a matter of time. It really is. It's a matter of time. He's gonna he's gonna do what he's gonna do. He really is. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. There's not much you can say about that. That's that that's who he is. So you you gonna take take this man, put him in the office, um, that's supposed to be the head of the country and tell him what he can and can't say now <laughs> that for years, sixty, seventy something years he's been doing. It is what it is. I don't think he's going to stay quiet long. I, I don't. But you're right, Warrior, because um, I know they took his, his, they closed his Twitter account about a week or so before the election. They took it and closed it, took it, and wouldn't let him get on Twitter. So, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. And then we talk about his wife. I I, I don't know what to say about her. I really don't. I want to see what she's going to do when she gets in the White House. Now, and that's going to be quite interesting as well. Uh, what's her name? Melania or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But anyway, once they get in the White House, we're going to see. She says she's told him about them tweets, and, and, you know, sometimes he listens and sometimes he's don't. he doesn't. So, mm, anyway. Um, and on on his place to deport millions and millions of undocumented immigrants. Now that this is interesting here. Um, Trump said, "What we are going to do is get the people that are criminal and have criminal records, gang members, drug dealers. We have a lot of these people, probably two million. It could even be three million." We are getting them out of our country and are going to incarcerate, but we're getting them out of our country. They're here illegally. After the border is secured and after everything gets normalized, we are going to make a determination on the people that you're talking about who are terrific people. They're terrific people, but we are going to make a determination at that. But before we make that determination, Leslie, it's very important we want to secure our border. All right. <laughs> what you say, Shadow Warrior? She ain't going to do Jack. <laughs> and, uh, he's talking about, um, what's her name? Melania Trump? Um, Trump's wife? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, this thing about these immigrants. Okay. Two million. It could even be three million. We're going to get them out of our country. We go and we're going to incarcerate. Now, if you're going to get them out of the country, why are you going to incarcerate them? Right? Why are you going to incarcerate them? It's interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know why you're going to do that. But, well, we know why, don't we? Because jails have to be filled up with someone. And, you know, they're building all these private prisons and they have contracts that so many beds must be filled. What's a better way of doing that? (laughs) What's a better way of doing that? Hey, you're illegal. We're going to hold you for a while. Go over there in that jail cell right there. Jail 1A. All right, we got you. That's basically what they're going to turn into. You know, notice he said drug dealers and so forth and so on. Now, as long as there have been drug running coming from across the border, overseas or what have you, I don't know what makes him think he's going to go in there and clean up, clean up that mess that is being allowed to come through. I don't know why. Why? Now, every now and then, you know, they give up one of their own just for good, good faith. It's called a good faith measure. They give up one of their own. But, and if you don't believe me, um, there's many uh, documentaries uh, about this, okay, where, you know, drug dealers come through the border, they hand the guards some money, tell them what kind of vehicle coming through, and they roll out. So when the vehicle come through and it's hauling a nice little load, you know, that makes everybody happy, okay? It looks like we're doing our job. Everything is done. So before he can secure the border, he got to cure, he got to cure the corruption. And there's that magical word again called corruption. <laughs> now, how is he going to get the He can't Hey, he's still going to have the same thing. Oh, uh, is he going to stop the flow of, of drugs coming from overseas? That has been sanctioned by our, our, our secret people, shadow people. Mm-hmm. Is he going to stop that? I didn't yet have stopped it. So what makes him think he's going to be able to? Heck, he's not even going to be able to stop the corruption up there in Washington, as he said. <clears throat> you know, I'll tell you what, though. I, I, I'll put it this way. To be totally honest with you, if Donald Trump goes in and gets Congress to agree to um, term limits on them being elected, then I'm with him. Because <laughs> I do believe that's one of the biggest fights. He, he's going to have, even if he brings it up, because Mitch McConnell done told him already, you know, that's dead. That's not even happening. That, that's not even up for discussion. Our term limits are our elections. <laughs> so, Donald, if you're out there listening, one of you cronies out there listening, hey, you make this term limit thing work, man, and you'll be all right. I think a lot of people get behind you then. I really do. But until that time, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I, I'm not, I'm not pro Republican. I'm not pro Democrat or any other party. I'm just, I guess you could say, I'm independent. I'm in the middle. I like to wait and see what's going to happen. You know, um, there's a lot of, 
you know, if he's elected, this is going to happen, that going to happen. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. You know, one of the biggest things is, do you want somebody like that in office who's going to put his hand on the on, on a nuke? He put his hands on the finger. Well, before he puts his hand on the finger, there's a whole lot of stuff got to go on first. So he just can't go in there and turn a key and push a button. <laughs> you know, uh, so, yeah, you know, sometimes the mainstream media, they puts us out there and um, they have us uh, going crazy for no reason whatsoever. But that's their job. That's their job. You know, it's like Facebook wants something going on Facebook where everybody say, well, um, I got this in the mail, so yeah, I'm sending it to you and every, yeah, and it's not true. But because it's some person started it, nobody has failed to take a look into whether it's really real or not, then it's bam. They spray it like wildfire. <laughs> you know, so we shall see. We shall see. Um Let's see what else we got going on with Trump. But as far as um, this immigration thing, I think he's he's going. That's going to be one of the biggest fights he's going to have. Of course, we know that that's one of the biggest things that a lot of his supporters backed him on, wanted to hear, was about him building a wall between the border, Mexican border, and um, an American border. Now, whether he, like I say, is he going to be able to do it? And you know what? Let's be honest. A wall, a wall really is not going to stop anything. Um, I don't know. There's there's some um, 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 documentaries where these guys are building elaborate tunnels. Well, they're tunneling under the wall or fence that's there now. They're coming under it. So if they're coming under the wall, you can build all the wall and fences you want to. They're still finding ways to get in. And until you alleviate the the corruption, not only of border patrol, but the the local authorities of those cities that they're coming in, because somebody's got to know what's going on, um, then yeah, it, it's, it's, we let's spend our money on something else. And that's all I'm trying to say, because this wall is going to cost a whole lot of cash, that is going to end up being a part of the federal deficit, which you know. It's out of control already anyway. <laughs> so let's add to it. But did y'all notice one thing he did not say during his whole time he was running? Or maybe I just didn't hear it. But did he he never said anything about pulling troops from Afghanistan, Iraq, or anything like that. He never said that. He said, right? But he never said anything about pulling soldiers out of there. And, you know, <laughs> just something to make you go, huh? Ah, yeah. And, I mean, that's that's some of the things I, I be thinking about, man. I, I really do. You know, I, I really do. You know, what is not being said? Because you can sit there and say a whole lot of stuff. But the question is, what is not being said? <laughs> <laughs> and in this instance, there's a whole lot. And as he goes ahead and, and continues to get his um, briefing uh, from the White House with President Obama and what have you, uh, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, he a lot of promises that Shadow Warriors say that you're just not going to be able to keep. You're not going to be able to keep them. Um, because number one, you owe too many people, and number two, too many people's hands in the pot. And there's reasons for us being where we are. <laughs> oh, it should be interesting.
was Keith Frank featuring <laughs> Lil Bootsy called Haters, man. Little Zydeco for you in the middle of the day. All right, we're back listening to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. And uh, this Mad Mad Monday, man. So what's on your mind? Why are you upset today? Huh? What 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 is it? What is it? What's causing you your pain? What's causing you distress? <laughs> All right. If there's anything, give me a call three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. All right, you can email me at ericlesstalk at gmail dot com. And don't forget our chat room is open www.blogtalkradio.com dot dot com forward slash Mister Talk. Those are all the ways um, you can reach me. And I'll be more than happy to um, <laughs> talk to you. Okay, so you know what? Here's something that really has made me mad, and I just thought about it in between. You know, why, 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 why is George Zimmerman still on the streets? Why isn't he behind somebody, somebody bars? I mean, every two, three months you read where he's done this and he's involved in this, he's involved in that. But yet everybody that's been involved with him are being punished, but he's steady walking away talking about self-defense. What What is this man got that, that makes everybody so afraid of him to put him behind bars? Huh? What is it? He's a menace. We know this. From the time he profiled Trayvon Martin to the time he shot him. And since he's been out, what is going on with this guy? Why is he he's not behind somebody's bars? Recently, a guy he got in a confrontation with a couple of times who actually shot at him was sentenced to 20 years in prison. 20 years. What is not his history being um, um, explained or shown to the judges and the jury? What is really going on? How is he walking away from everything? How is this happening? But you, they won't believe that a system that looks out for everyone. Now I'm a where that his father you know was a judge in that area, what have you, so maybe his father you know has got some 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 mighty mighty pull, but gosh, dog, really, when is somebody gonna say enough? Get this menace off our streets <laughs> oh, but yet they're sentencing little black boys to life in prison at age thirteen and fourteen. For armed robbery, attempted robbery. See, and that's the kind of stuff that that really keeps. Um, what can I say? Keeps people from believing that there is anything fair about this system that we call justice. You know, it, it really is. And but yet we still allow it to happen. Now if we go, you protesting something. Protest that. 
You know, protest that. Why would we protest something like that? Yeah, I know you got those sitting down and um, you know during the national anthem or nearly during the national anthem. That's great. That's great. And if you notice, that's kind of dying out a little bit also. Because I do believe, especially in the, the pro leagues, because I do believe they're getting a lot of flack for what they're doing. And it's messing with their money. So they have to make a financial decision. Am I going to do what's right or am I going to live for my paper? And as we know, the paper that really don't nothing rule <laughs> but you take instances like that with George Zimmerman and it just makes you shake your head and, and but there's no legitimate reason why this guy isn't behind bars no legitimate reason whatsoever still walking around threatening people talking stuff to people Somebody said the other day on my Facebook page that eventually he's going to get his. And I'm like, I don't want to wish no bad luck on no one, but really? (laughs) How much much luck does this guy have? Or I'm not even going to call it luck. This time is running short, I do believe. But you no, know, he he grabbed some waitress in a bar recently. Call her in lover. The n word lover. And then <laughs> verbally abused the police officer. He still did not go to jail. He still did not go to jail. Let that have been you or I. Oh, man, we've been behind bars a long time ago. So why is Zimmerman still walking around? Why, 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 why? Yeah, I'm going to ask the question. Why is Zimmerman still walking around? I got to find a reason, man. We got we get like I say, you know, it, it's just it's mind-boggling sometimes. It, it really is. Like the way this justice system works. But that's what that now that really did make me mad when I read that. <laughs> Especially since this other guy got twenty years in prison just for shooting at George Zimmerman. And one of the charges was shooting in a vehicle or what have you, really? And of course Zimmerman played self defense and the guy said he was self defense and of course, you know, there were jur there was a jury man. I don't know. I don't know. Now, and here's something else. Remember the judge. Remember the judge in Kentucky. I think it was in Kentucky, um, one of the cities in Kentucky, where he was dismissing juries because he said it was not um, representative of the person that was on trial. And of course, um, they had him removed from a couple of cases, what have you. Well. The latest is he has been suspended without pay, um, pending further investigation. <laughs> oh, but the constitutionalists say, well, you know that that you know the constitution said you have the constitution say you must you you can be you must be tried by a jury of your peers. 
Now, if you're a young African-American, you got 12 white folks sitting up there, that's not a jury of your peers. And that's all the guy was saying. Let's make this a little bit fair. Well, as in always, that just didn't work out that way. Yes, he was a black judge. He was a black judge. Um, so it just didn't work out that way now. You know, he's they probably going to try and take it, you know, remove him permanently from the bench. But isn't that fair? Isn't that fair? Shouldn't that all be required? <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. You know, that, you know, if a judge can see it in his courtroom, then just think of what it's like out here on the street. It was like out here on the street. Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. But that's the world we live in, people. That's the world we live in. Um, I was talking to Shane a little earlier on the air, and she said, well, you know, we need to stop really um, – hanging on our, our um, past. Yeah, well, maybe so. But in order to understand the present and what the future going to be like, we need to remember what the past is. Now, as I said before, as I said also, you know, we when we start talking about the past, we need to bring up the, the good things as well, not just the bad things. Um, however, there's there's a lot more bad than good. <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of people are afraid when you hear that term "make America great again." Is why there's so much. I'm not even gonna say caution, but fear, and that's what it was fear. And, and if you believe it or not, in the African American community, the turnout for voting wasn't um, nowhere near what it was for President Obama. Okay, and you know, but the ones that did vote, uh, they voted out of fear. Yeah, that, that's what it was. They voted out of fear. You know, it, hopefully, there's gonna come a time where we vote out of knowledge and knowing exactly what we want and who we want. One thing they knew is we don't want Donald Trump, but a lot of them didn't want Hillary Clinton either. <laughs> But if you notice what happened during the during these elections, though, which was a really interesting thing, those were the only two. If only thing you did was watch mainstream media, those were the only two that were ever presented as an option for the presidency of the United States. That was it. You had Gary Johnson, a libertarian, you know, who had some good ideas. And you had that uh, a female, I forget her name right now, but you had, a, so it was really four. But the only thing you heard about was two. You know, and it's amazing how um, things get framed by media to, to lead you to the water. And in some cases, it makes you drink the water. We have to be uh, more vigilant as to how things are framed, how things are said, even when you get those little um, polls that they call you on the phone and ask you certain questions, how many people live in your house, so forth and so on, or do you think this should happen, that should happen? It's it's the way they're they're 
framing the question to lead you to the answer that they want you to give. And if you've been in the courtroom and listened to the attorneys talk, they do the same thing. They ask you the question one way, and if they don't get the answer they want, then they turn around, restate the question, but in a different way. Now, if you miss it, you may answer the first question this way and the second question that way. And that's all media is doing today. That's all they do. That's all they do. That's all people like Lush Limbaugh do. He does the same thing. Let me give you an example. One morning, you know, while I was out, you know, heading back from a workout, uh, it was this black, um, it was this this black the Black Panther um, party president from uh, I think it was the city of Austin called into the show. It's a Fox News radio talk show, and uh, basically what he was saying was African Americans need to get away from the um, from the the, the the political party system that we're we we're under here in the United States. Basically, that's what the man was saying. And until we do, until we until we do, you know, we're always going to be on the outside looking in. All right. Now, the host of this radio show said, "Well." I'm glad we have we he called in and he's saying that blacks are supporting Donald Trump. Now he framed it just like way just that fast. And I'm like, that's not what that man said at all. But you see how, how it gets framed to you believing now if somebody just tuning in, don't they they're gonna say, Oh, the Black Panther Party, they're behind Donald Trump. Oh, well then, duh. And then it carries on and carry on. And this thing you know, nationwide, that's what what's coming out. And know somebody said, no, nah, Mr. that's just the interpretation. No, that's the way it was framed. It was framed that way purposely. If you ever watch Donald Trump talk, he talks a lot with his hands. He does. He's, he's talking a lot with his hands. And if you ever notice, 99% of the time when he's talking, he'll end up giving you the okay sign. See, those are the little things, the little subliminal messages that, that are given when when individuals are talking to you, or when, and, and most people don't catch up, catch on to that. They don't, but you have to. You have to. You know, and it's just, I mean, framing and the way word, the wording, it's been going on for years. It's been going on for years. That's why a lot of times when you call, you you get these poll results, you have to take into account what questions were asked, how was the questions asked, who did they ask. No, and I think that was part of the problem with all these polls that kept coming out saying Hillary was ahead here and that and that and that, because nobody actually realized or knew what questions were being asked, who they were asking, and where they were being asked at. You know, it's different to go out there and stand in the middle of a busy uh, mall or what have you and and take a poll than to do a telephonic poll. It is. Because let's be honest, most black people ain't going to answer a phone they don't realize, they don't recognize. (laughs) They're not going to do it. 
Now, but it's standing in in um, uh, a poll taker, survey taker standing in the mall may get more responses because they're right there and they can ask the question. So, and I'm saying all to say, when you start listening to all these polls, you know, take that into mind. No, everything not as it seems. As apparently, you know, you got dang on Donald Trump as elected as president. <laughs> and you know what? And every time I say that, I have to giggle because I still say I do not believe that he wanted to be president when he first started. Out of those 17 people running for president, I do not believe he was one of them. Republicans running for president, I do not believe he was one of them who really thought he had a chance of winning the seat. Here we are about a year and a half later, and look what we're looking at now. President-elect Trump. And not only, not only is, (laughs) not only is, is, communities are uh, 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 upset. But some of those in the GOP party, they're not happy either. They're not happy either. At all. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Hey, you mad about something? You got something you want to talk to me about? We got a little time left. Come on. three four seven eight three three eight eight six two two. Hey, we can <laughs> but anyway, oh Lord. Um, I just got this email that says there's a system that operates globally. The goal is to maintain dominance over the majority peoples of the earth. I wonder what caused that system to come into being. It operates in education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. Nellie Fuller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. But why is it so hard for us to realize that and and to fight against it? I can tell you why. Because the programming that we that 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 is shown on network television and cablevision is set up to keep you from thinking. It's set up to keep you from really sitting back and, and having a thought. Uh, what I call thought process, thought time, where you can sit back and really sit in the back and think of some things, read some things, you know. You got the the housewives of this county, that county, everywhere. Now you got little tiny women on TV fussing. Then you got um these family with sixteen, seventeen kids that ah. Uh, and then you got sports, which I, I must admit I'm guilty of. But let me ask y'all this question, because <clears throat> I, I, I've asked myself this a couple of times, and, and the answer almost scared scared me to death. It really did when I thought about it. But have you ever been watching television, especially a sporting event, and all of a sudden it seems like the players start moving in slow motion? But this is supposed to be a live game now, right? But everything is moving in slow motion. Then it pops a couple of times, and then you're back to normal speed. Now, I've watched that a couple of times. I say, huh. Then I go back to my favorite three favorite movies, The Matrix, you know? And I think about what's going on, that movie there, and I think about looking at that, I'm like, wow. Could it be? Could it be that we're 
in the Matrix? <laughs> I know y'all want to hear that one. But could it be we in the Matrix, y'all? And there's little signs here and there that we just don't want to pay attention to. <laughs> it's time for us to take one of them little pills and, and come and get into reality. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, my goodness. I, I just had to bring that out because I was. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Now. Okay, I'm told a joke for the day for some of y'all, so y'all good. But I'm serious about that. Really, I am serious about that. That's that's something that's, that interests me, and I, I do pay that attention. I'm like, this is a live game, but, you know, they shouldn't be moving slow. Now, the, you know, the normal response to that would be, well, you know, they're having transmission problems or whatever. With all the satellites and things they got floating around here, there should be no transmission problems. Oh, I forgot. We have flares off the sun there, so that may be a reason. Okay. All right. I'll give you an alibi on that one. <laughs> Not really, but anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to let it sit right there for a moment. I, I am. I'm going to let it sit right there. But anyway, um, <laughs> back to what I was talking about. I tickled myself on that one. Um, you know, and... Globally, globally, you know, that's going to be interesting. How how these, these countries and these central banks going to react right now? Now, because you have to, you have to think about that because Trump is a businessman and he has businesses over five. He has his hand in over 500 businesses and he has, he has a lot of them overseas, hotels and things like that. So how's that going to work? How is that going to work? He's the president of the United States. And that's supposedly the number one currency around the world. But a lot of countries are saying, okay, we tired of this. We, we finna roll out and get our own. So how is that going to work? <laughs> In fact, um, one of the countries, I think is India. I, I think it's India recently. Um, as of last week, told their their citizens that um, turning all their lower denominational um, currency, and they're only having large currency now, and that that, that country is in big turmoil right now because a lot of the families can't afford to do it, or they can't they have too much to where the banks are closing, so. That's globally. Globally. Wow. So how is that going to work, y'all? How is that going to work? Then he's going to put this clown in charge of the treasury. But <laughs> you know what else is always, how come you never hear about any of the the, the elections and things from the Federal Reserve? You never hear about the change of the board members. You never hear anything about that except for um, tax increase. I mean, tax. I mean, um, yeah, rate increases. But that's about it. Why don't we hear anything about the Federal Reserve? Yes, I know it's not a part of the government. 
<laughs> they run their own thing. They're their own entity. Well, dang, don't you think somebody should be trying to do something with them? <laughs> I guess the Rothschilds and all them, they, they squared it away. Uh, they squared it right on away to where nobody can pay attention. Nobody can touch them. I'm just curious. That's all. Just curious. You know, Trump, the construction man, the hotel billionaire, 500. How's he going to run the country? And see, this beginning to smell pretty bad, y'all. It really is. I know his kids going to be running the country now. I, I mean, going to be <laughs> his kids going to be running his company, supposedly. And Trump supposed to be running the country. Uh, the question is how that's going to happen. Uh, his hand's going to be in the pot somewhere <laughs> to look out for himself and his buddies. I, I'm sorry, but that's the way it looks to me. That's the way it looks to me, and then that's the way it's, it's going to look until I'm pro- it's proven differently. <laughs> but in the same token, how's the central banks going to handle that overseas? Because it's all about that, 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 that thing they call money. Okay, hold on. I got somebody with their hand. Now, let me bring them in. So, Stan Goning, lovely lady, how are you today? I'm doing fine, and you're doing fine. I hear you in good good form today. You already said what I was going to say when you asked that question. But I know you're teaching. You're teaching in your special way. So you already answered the question. <laughs> okay, you, you and what was the question? The question was about the Federal Reserve. What, how were they, what were they going to do, and why isn't somebody, you know, uh, looking into what they're uh, doing, and you said, "Well, you know what they're going to do. They're going basically. You didn't. I'm paraphrasing, but they're going to line their pockets like they've been doing, because really, mm. <laughs> you know, that's that's just the way the system works, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and and Mr. Fuller would tell us that really it's none of our business, actually. Mm. That we yeah that, that that reason why we get confused and I will admit I have been terribly confused lately terribly I mean just terribly confused but then after I I thought about it and I thought about his teachings I said aha the reason we get confused is because we forget that this is a global system that operates in all those different capacities and it's been this way for a very long time and you know uh, his teaching is that. Our purpose here is to bring justice. Hmm. That, that, that's pretty lofty, isn't it? Pretty lofty idea, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very, very lofty. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you think we can do it, Mr. Talk? Yeah, we can do it. We can do you it. So? You know, I, I'm trying. I, I'm trying to take a positive, uh, <laughs> positive aspect now. Yeah, we can do it. I say well, yes, yeah. we can. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think if we recognize that um, um, what is is, and and we don't get lost in the illusion, as you talked about earlier on your show about the deception, and we keep our eyes on understanding and knowing, not necessarily accepting, but just understanding and knowing how the system works. And then probably we would be able to make some changes. Perhaps I don't know how to do that, but I think what happens is we get confused because we have so many indicators that we're um, included in some way, and you know. 
when you talk about uh, the Federal Reserve and, you know, those kind of layers of upper – the ruling class is what I'm talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. They live in a different right. world. They live in a whole different world, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> and they yes, give us they a, do. Yeah, they give us a big, like you said, reality show to make us think we're all a part of it. And, and then when we start believing it, we go vote. You got to vote. <laughs> and then oh my after goodness. they get through burning up stuff and after they get through getting their rage and anger out that was manipulated by, you already said it, the George Soros. Then everybody will go back to sleep for four years, and they'll run the show like they always do. Mm-hmm. That is so true. I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> but you know what's really scary? You know what really scares me, Mr. Talk? What's that? The fact that they played us. They didn't play me. I swear they didn't. I, I, I swear I did not drink the Kool-Aid. I did not drink the Obama Kool-Aid, okay? <laughs> but they played a lot of people around the world. And what scares me is that, see, when they get ready to make their move on us, like they made the move on the Jews in Nazi Germany, then they'll have a cover story because they had a black-looking president. It couldn't be genocide, now could it? Hmm. Hmm. That's, that's well... <laughs> Oh, there ain't nothing scary about that. That's not <laughs> that's not scary to you. A, oh, that's a view. That's a, a view into what's been going on anyway. Oh, like you say for those for those that that see it, yeah, it's not scary. You know, it's it, you know you you see it coming, but you can kind of prepare for it, hopefully. But uh, for those that that still walk around, you know, you know, with with the blinders on, then yeah, it's a scary. Even mentioning it scares. Huh? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking no, that they wouldn't be afraid because, well, I was thinking they wouldn't be afraid or scared because they they're not aware. <laughs> you know, they're not well, looking at it like that. They think they're part of the system that controls mm, things. Okay. They okay, they I see your point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you put it that way, yeah, that that's totally you're totally correct on that. I I, I retract what I said. <laughs> See, I can retract what I said, y'all. I ain't scared to say I was not didn't understand it. <laughs> but that is so true, though. That that is so true. But you know, um, I, you know, looking at the what has transpired this last year or so, you know, you, you, you sit back and you shake your head. You're like, how much longer are we gonna be walking around in dark? You know, how much longer are we gonna be doing that? You know, um. But I mean, let's be honest. There's not much we can do about it, is there? The well, I was getting ready to ask you who we is. Number one, number two. <laughs> I, personally, I don't feel I have the power to change the world. I, I know as an individual, I can't. I'm just doing my best to try mm-hmm. to understand the world I live in. And I think that you know, of course, um, I don't think they're gonna just, you know, all out. Um, you know, it's it's going to be very sophisticated. Well, it is very sophisticated. It's not going to be. It's in process yeah. now because it's economic. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so you know it's economic. It'll be slow and and you know soft and oh, you know. Uh, but I I, I want to switch a little bit and ask you what your thoughts are about 
the fact, and I really shouldn't even go there because it really, in my mind, it doesn't make any difference what they say because we know they just be, you know, uh, giving us some something to focus our minds on. But I just want to know your feeling about the statement that was made that black people don't have anything to lose and notice that he didn't make any definitive uh, promises or details about what he was going to do about the fact that you don't have no jobs, you don't, your education is no good. And, you know, you know the statement he made. And then he said, well, you got to lose. That's, I mean, that yeah. was the same game that was played on us eight years ago, hope and change. <laughs> it wasn't even defined. <laughs> Wasn't even now. You know what? That that's a very, very, very good question. Um, you know, some some even on the show have called in and say, "Well, well, he has a point. What do we have to lose?" Well, you know, I think that goes back to. I'm trying to recall what I said earlier in the show because it would fit right right with this, but um. Oh, yeah. Where were the so-called leaders when he said this kind of stuff? You know, I mean, where were they? Especially the Congressional Black Caucus. You know, you didn't hear anything from them this whole election cycle. Well, I didn't you anyway. Ain't, I didn't, you ain't heard nothing huh? from them in the last eight years. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, okay. So <laughs> that helps my point there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so where have they been? But they're yeah, taking care of their business like the rest of them up there on Capitol Hill, lining their pockets. <laughs> That's where they've been. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the question, and I want to know: Are are um, is the black community going to go there and and put some demands on Donald Trump? Because we know they didn't do it with Obama. President Obama. So I'm curious to see, uh, you know, is anybody going to take up the matter and go and uh, sit down and talk to him and, and see what his, you know, what he's going to suppose, what his plans are, you know, as well, far as well, the black community. Well, and first I of mean, all, you know, you know my thoughts about the quote black community. I don't mean any disrespect, <laughs> but I would like to know where it's at. Uh, number, mm-hmm. and that's no disrespect to us as a people. It's just that you know we have in our condition. You know, um, but then I also have to say uh, that um, if I recall, there were some articles uh, when Donald Trump was running his campaign where there was a group of ministers. I think there was 100 ministers that went and met with him, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I don't think that really right. means anything because I don't really think we have leaders, but then I'm very cynical. So, you know, you probably shouldn't pay too much attention to what I say because I just well, think completely corrupt. From the top to the bottom, and I don't think that, you know, the illusion of inclusion is going to change anything. I think when we wake up and accept the fact, the fact, the truth of the matter, when we're willing to accept the truth, then perhaps we might find some solutions. But until then, I think we'll probably just be keep doing the same thing we've been doing all along, you know, just going along to get along. And gradually they'll end up maybe in another 10 years or so uh, making some statues to show people what we used to look like when we ain't here no more. <laughs> you know, they already did that to another group of people, remember, and then they named some sports teams and things after them. What do you think they'll, you think they'll change the names of them and, and put some new names on the sports teams when they get through doing nope. that? Nope. You don't think so? Nope. 
we'll be we'll be erased from history. You know they're already trying to do that. <laughs> well, and, actually, they have been just pretty successful in doing it <laughs> already. They're not talking yeah. about going to yeah. do it. So, yeah. But you know, when you start talking about this, see, you, you know, you shouldn't talk about them black pastors and black churches to me because you know I go on the rail. <laughs> you know, I, I say it. You know, all them jokers standing up there. I wonder how much was donated to their coffers of their churches. You know how this. You know, and how many of them was 5013C, you know? How many of them, they're not supposed to be doing any of this political crap anyway. So, you know, when you get to talk about that stuff like that, I'll say, okay, all right, you say you hear the, the do the right thing, but I wonder how much it was just for you so you get more publicity and or, you know, more money for your coffers. So I, I'm kind of with you. When I see stuff like that, I, I become very skeptical. I really do. No, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to, you know, reiterate that for me, it didn't really mean anything significant that they had the meeting. I just brought that up because you asked a question, you know, about where are the leaders and why didn't they say, you know, so I just recall that there was a meeting with him during the campaign. But, you know, we have history to show that it just doesn't really mean anything significant. Um except for the people that are involved in the meeting, like you just said. But I, I, you mentioned the word history again, and you had a very good caller at first that uh, was talking about, you know, her concern that, you know, we need to stop living in the past and move forward. But isn't there an ancient saying about, uh, I think it goes something like this, what happened to the people of Sumer? They lost their history, so they died. Mm. Mm. You know, to her point, though, I, 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 we can't be stuck on that in victimhood. I understand that. And I think she made a very good point. But since they're trying, no, they already have taken, even changed the wording. And I think you mentioned that earlier in the history books that, you know, mm-hmm. it's very, I think, very important that we never lose sight of our history. Not from a victim standpoint, but just to understand who we are, where we are, what time it is, and how much further we have to go. Because if you lose sight of that, then you get you go vote. That's what you do. You vote, and you look for leaders <laughs> to save you. <laughs> I'm not gonna save you because you forgot you forgot who you were and where you were and what time it is. <laughs> so that's why we that's why we came for Nick and Nick. We can't no. do that. <laughs> Well, you know, and Shan, that was her name, Shan, and, you know, that that was uh, some great stuff she put out there. But like I say, you know, when we talk about history, um, I think a lot of times we get caught up, as you say, in the victim role when we, we also need to be emphasizing the positive roles that we did play as well. You know, that not that's not being taught in our education system to our, to our kids. But, but don't you it, think that we have – don't you think that we have had a um, more than a decade? I remember in the mid 1990s, I believe it was, when there was a movement across this country. There were study groups all over the country uh, that were studying our history, uh, not only the history here, but you know, ancient history and so forth. And then there was a lot of uh, activity. Uh, they would have uh, uh, what was it? The, the convention centers where they would have activities. Uh, uh, cultural activities around the country, many cities, um, uh, and then it kind of like faded away, you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so 
So I'm trying to say that I think from from my experience looking back in hindsight, you know, that has to be balanced, too, because it can get to be feel-good history. I mean, it's wonderful to know uh, that we have some connection with ancient Egypt and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's written. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know, you know, but I mean, Africans. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were space people or who they were, but anyway, that's what was written in the books, okay? So, but right. then you run around with your chest all puffed out, and, and you know, it's, it's uh, what do you call it, uh, superficial. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to know that we have contributed, um, uh, you know, to this society and to civilization all over the planet. But, again, that needs to be balanced because it doesn't change anything just to make you feel good. And another thing, and the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to get off your ear, and thanks for taking my call, is that it's not anybody else's responsibility to teach that to our children. It's our responsibility to do that. I agree. Well, oh. Okay, I I agree with you 100%. I I agree with you. And, um, you know, uh, about the history, that's what I meant when I say we need to teach some good also. You know, yeah, let's not just have have the scales, you know, loaded down on one side. You're correct. We we need to balance it out. Um, You know, the show, look, this is where we came from. This is what we went through. This is where we are now. Okay. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, that's that's it. You know, but um you know, as far as those 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 um uh seminars and things you're talking about, you know what happened. The invention what of seminars. Uh, uh, well I'm saying what, what, what I call them seminars, you know, the the getting together what would you blah blah blah. Well, no, I'm talking just, about the conventions. Just, I forget what they used to call them. They had big conventions where people from other countries and everything would come once yeah, a year and yeah. a lot of students. Around, I don't know if they right. had them in Texas, but they had them in Indiana. They used right. to call That's it the Black I, Expo. They used to call it okay, the Black yeah. Expo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now that's more of a hair show than anything, but they still have them in some places, but they call them more. That's more of a hair show. But anyway, um, right to the point I was making, uh, which I done slipped my little mind. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the Black Expo, you know what happened. Um, cell phones, video games, reality television, so forth and so on. I disagree. And you disagree? What I saw happen, yeah, what I saw happen was it got corporatized. What I, I saw happen uh, after a number of years of that going on, well, you know, it was a lot of money making there for cities that have that because you got to lease these big convention centers, so that brings money and people from out of state to that city. So that's revenue. But what I saw happen over a period of time was I started noticing that people were walking around uh, with all kinds of little rulers and little bags with corporate logos on them. And so it, it got taken over by capitalism, corporatism. And then the next thing you knew, there weren't any uh, booths of people coming, you know, with their, with their products from other countries selling their wares and all that. All that went away. It just kind hmm. of morphed okay. into a whole th- – it's the same thing that happened to charter schools. The same exact mm. thing happened with charter schools. It was corporatized. Mm. Mm. Corporatized. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay. You know? I, you know what? I can see that. I can see that. I really can. I can see that. <laughs> you know, I can see that. And you you know what? You, you made a good point about um, – People from overseas coming over and, you know, being an Uber driver, I get to talk to a lot of different people. 
And it's amazing at how much they know about our history that we don't know our dang on sales half the time. <laughs> you know, I'm like, them. wow. Some of them, but a lot yeah, of them don't of them. know because, yeah. yeah. I say some. I say all of them, man. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I just reflected on my experience when, you know, because I've got to know that a lot of those, uh, you know, people that lived right there in Ghana uh, didn't even know uh, the history of the slave dungeons and stuff that were there. They didn't know because 90% of them can't afford to go to school. So they didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know mm. That's all. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to contradict what right. you were saying. It just flashed in my head. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay. I said I was going to get off your ear. It's nice talking to you, Mr. Talk. Good show, as always. All right. Nice talking to you, too, Sister Angoni. And you know you're always welcome. <laughs> always well, welcome. Thanks. Much love. Much love. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, y'all. I guess I done jaw-jacked enough today. You know, since no, nobody, a couple of people won't talk to me. Nobody will talk to me today. It's okay, though. I got to say a lot. <laughs> I got a lot off my mind what I was mad about. That's a good thing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, so anyway. Anyway, it's been fun, man. I tell you, we'll be back here Friday. Uh most definitely, I don't know what we'll be talking about, but we will be back Friday. Freedom Friday. Y'all know how that rolls. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. All right. So um, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, give with open heart. But make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And that biggest and best thing is learn to laugh at yourself, man. Because you can laugh at yourself. Everything else is just groovy. That's for sure. And, yes, I said groovy, not gravy. Because I think groovy is such a nice word. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, groovy is such a cool word. But you know what? We're going to get on out of here. Like I said, it's been fun. And until Friday, y'all have a good one. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Mr. Talk saying y'all have a good one, man. I'm going to take you out with the new song. See you later. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.